Hi, it's Kate. And welcome to the Small Business Millionaire Podcast, where we teach you the secret small business strategies that today's most successful entrepreneurs use to build profitable and growing businesses. And then the magic formula for creating personal wealth beyond your wildest dreams. So get ready to take your business to the next level with your host, who built and sold his 50-employee business and number one selling book author, investor, and entrepreneur, Jeff Weiner. I'm Jeff Weiner, and welcome to episode number nine of the Small Business Millionaire Podcast. And in this episode, I will be discussing four critical criteria for risk-taking you must understand in entrepreneurship. In order to expand your business, you need to get comfortable with taking risks. But taking risks isn't about making ad hoc decisions. It's about educating yourself, mitigating the downside, making a decision to proceed or not, and then executing as flawlessly as possible. Taking risks is at the heart of building a thriving business and in creating wealth. And these risks taken in business, not just in running your business, but in your investments as well, will dictate how successful you ultimately become. So how do you know when and how to take risk? In this podcast, I review something I've called the risk compound effect, and it goes like this. The better educated on a particular topic you become, the finer your decision-making instinct becomes. The finer your decision-making instinct becomes, the higher the chance your bet will pay off. The higher the chance your bet will pay off, the bigger the bet you can take. And the bigger the bet you can take, the more you compound your success. The more you compound your success, the better equipped you become to handle risk. There are two pivotal decisions that I made over the last 30 years that changed the trajectory of my business. The first decision was in 2003. My business was doing relatively well with revenues approaching $2 million. One of our competitors approached me about buying his business, which was about half the size of my business. The challenge was the acquisition was going to cost about 50% of my total available cash, and considering my aversion to debt at the time, the only option for me was to pay with cash. The day after the acquisition closed, I had this nagging feeling that I had made a major mistake. But after a number of months, things sorted themselves out and I was able to cover the acquisition costs inside of the first year. This acquisition propelled my business forward in a major way. We inherited some excellent talent, products, suppliers, and processes. Plus, it opened the doors for a second acquisition one year later. The next major decision was the purchase of my first apartment building. The building was 21 units, which was fairly large considering I had never bought commercial real estate. More importantly, I closed on the property in November 2008 during the depths of the financial crisis. The apartment building decision fortunately worked out, and you can read about that in my book, which you can download for free and multiple blog posts, and I will share some of those with you in the show notes for this podcast. That first building began my foray into multi-unit residential real estate investing, and I continued to acquire buildings for the next few years. In both cases, 
I agonized over the decision, which forced me to be even more disciplined and prudent with my purchase analysis. I went on to make many more key decisions over the years, but these two decisions and major entrepreneurial risks marked the beginning of my increased appetite for risk-taking. What I began to appreciate over the years is that success comes to those who take risks. Not all of my major decisions worked out, of course. I started a separate business unit in 1999 that failed. I lost over 50% of my cash inside two years, and I was forced to close the division down. I can think of multiple decisions I made over the years that were critical. Some worked out, and some didn't. And throughout my years of decision-making, I decreased risk by, one, educating myself, two, mitigating the downside risk where possible, three, making decisions and being decisive, and four, pulling the trigger and actually moving ahead. Ultimately, I took risks. I have spent a considerable amount of my time over the last 30 years researching opportunities. And these opportunities included real estate, business acquisitions, business expansion ideas, and even investments. And each and every time, I studied as much as I possibly could about the opportunity prior to making a decision to go forward or not. So how do you, the budding entrepreneur, know when to take a risk? And then, what are the ways for an entrepreneur to decrease risk? In this podcast, I will discuss four critical criteria for risk-taking. Number one, educate yourself. As they say, knowledge is your best risk defense. Most of the decisions I've made that didn't work out were a result of me not being as knowledgeable as possible about the subject, opportunity, or acquisition. In other words, I wasn't prepared. I find that I'm naturally curious about business, so that helps. Furthermore, I study every subject as much as I possibly can. I read books, listen to podcasts, attend seminars, read blogs, take courses, speak with other experts, and continue doing all of the above until I feel like I am armed with enough information to subjectively consider myself educated in that particular domain. Once I feel educationally equipped, then and only then do I make a major decision. And there's an expression I'm sure you're aware of, knowledge is power. I'm not talking about becoming an expert, but about becoming knowledgeable enough to have an intelligent conversation and understand the subtleties and nuances of the subject. When you become educated enough about a particular topic, it sharpens your decision-making skill and allows you to rely on your own instinct instead of the instinct of others. And this is what will allow you, the entrepreneur, to continue to expand your business and to beat your competitors. The better educated you become, the finer your decision-making instinct becomes. And as I said earlier, the finer your decision-making instinct becomes, the higher the chance your bet will pay off. So let's address some of these. The second thing I want to talk about is mitigating the downside risk. Now that you're thoroughly educated, let's focus on step one. The better educated you become, the finer your decision-making instinct becomes. So sharpening your decision-making instinct is critical because it will help you decide whether you're headed in the right direction. But more importantly, should you decide to move forward, your knowledge becomes your best defense. I've made many decisions over the years that didn't work out, but at least I made many decisions. So what do I mean by that? 
I know many business owners who fear to make a mistake, and as a result, they just don't make decisions. They stick with the status quo, figuring the status quo was less risky than the decision. In some cases, they are probably right, but if you find that you're consistently too afraid to make a decision, then none of your decisions will ever work out. There's a popular Wayne Gretzky expression, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. If you've done your research, then your chances of success are higher. And if you can shoot 60, 70, or even 80% with your decision making, then it clearly makes sense to keep taking the shots. If you're only shooting 30, 40, or 50%, then don't take the shot. So mitigating your risk stems from being fully educated on the subject and doing your research prior to moving forward. But also, you ideally want to throw as few dollars into the decision as possible prior to moving forward. Transfer some of the risks to another party as well, and that's a possibility. So let me explain this. There's a term in risk mitigation called risk transference. Risk transference means you've transferred some or much of the risk to another party. Insurance is an example of risk transference. So what does risk transference look like from a small business perspective? It's possible that you do a sample test, put as few dollars into a project as possible to test the market, and if the test works out, then you move forward. Or you can partner with another individual, person, company, or supplier on a project. If you're acquiring technology, hardware, for example, may be part of the risk, then you can negotiate a better return policy with the supplier, provided you return the hardware in a defined period of time. The idea is, if your decision doesn't work out, you want to make sure that you suffer as little financial loss as possible. Number three, you make a decision. Careful planning leads to success. Now, this particular step seems quite intuitive. Once you've reached the stage where you've educated yourself and mitigated as much of the risk as possible, then you need to do two things. You need to make a decision, go forward or not, or maintain the status quo. You need to pull the trigger. Making a decision and pulling the trigger are two different things. Planning leads to success. So I've seen many people make a decision to move forward on a project, but things get in the way and they never end up moving forward. I was in this situation a couple of years ago. After I sold my business, I decided I was going to get into the property management business. I figured I would be my first client. I researched the market, listened to dozens of podcasts, read multiple books, spoke with a number of people about property management, and in the end, I decided I was going to move forward, except I never pulled the trigger. So step four is execute. Move forward with the risk decision. And you need to put the team together, gather your resources and dollars, and go forward. Yes, decisions and risks will fail, but failure isn't the opposite of success. It's a stepping stone to success. So fear of failure shouldn't be the reason you don't move forward. The reason to not move forward is that you, your team, or your company just isn't ready. Deciding not to move forward, like I did with the property management business, after you've done your research, is also a successful outcome. Too many people and companies don't succeed or grow beyond their current state because the individual or individuals aren't comfortable taking risks. Risk-taking is part of the entrepreneurial journey, and of course, entrepreneurs are extreme risk-takers. 
First, you need to understand how human weaknesses complicate decision-making, calculating risk-taking as an entrepreneur, and how to take risk in business. You must get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Let me say that again. You must get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You need to get comfortable with taking a risk because many times not taking a risk is the biggest risk of all. Before you go, I want to let you know that I've designed a course called How to Turn Your Small Business into a Profit Machine in 60 Days. This is a step-by-step instructional course to teach you how to dramatically improve your business's profitability and put more money in your pocket. It follows the practices I used in my 27 years in running my profitable business. You can get more information on this course by going to thekickassentrepreneur.com forward slash courses. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Small Business Millionaire Podcast. You can download a free copy of Jeff's number one selling book, which sold over 50,000 copies, by visiting the kickassentrepreneur.com website. Now be sure to subscribe to the podcast and please take a moment to write a review for our podcast in the App Store. 